in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Pelton. In today's program, we visit the Nuremberg Fair, a company that has expanded worldwide. So stay tuned. Whether you go to Andorra, Atlanta, New Zealand or South Africa, in all of these countries you will find subsidiaries of the Nuremberg Messe. The company based in Nuremberg has grown very fast and is still expanding despite the worldwide financial crisis. Nina Paula has visited the Nuremberg Messe. Nuremberg, a lively city of about half a million citizens with a visible history of almost 1,000 years. Nuremberg is an open, tolerant city with a very high quality of life. And Nuremberg, as the center of a European metropolitan region with 2.5 million citizens, is a high-performance economic location. Here, the Nuremberg Messe, the trade fair, is located. It is one of today's fastest-growing exhibition companies in Europe. The exhibition center is even one of the 15 largest in the world. And that is quite remarkable. Maybe there is a special secret of success behind all that. To find out, I talked to one of the managers of the Nuremberg Messe. My name is Klaus Rettig. I am a member of the management board of Nuremberg Messe, which is a German exhibition organizer. Um, I'm 46 years of age. And, uh, well, I love my job. Klaus Rettig is now working in his 16th year for the Nuremberg Messe, a company that started business in 1973-74. At that time, there was very little exhibition activity in the city of Nuremberg, except for the historically grown and world-renowned toy fair. So the company decided to build up a new exhibition venue, which was then built at the outskirts of Nuremberg. With these new grounds established, the Nuremberg Messe began to grow as an organizer of trade fairs and not just as a host. Yes, it was exactly uh, the site where we are right now. Uh, back then it was at the outskirts. Now, uh, well, the city grew uh, and we're, we're part of the city. But this is where it all started with uh, some 60,000 square meters, around about 600,000 square feet. Uh, that was back then. And now we are at 160,000 square meters, so around about 1.6 million square feet. The very beginning, uh, as far as I know, uh, I wasn't with the company back then. Uh, we were like a handful of, uh, of people, a managing director, uh, a couple of cleaning women, uh, a bookkeeper. Uh, that was about it, uh, because it, it was more of a landlord function in the beginning. Uh, we were hosting exhibitions and we did not organize exhibitions so it was really a very small start and uh, well given the size we have reached now we're about 300 employees uh, it's really magnificent development you know um, the, the common saying was um, the market is taken you know you don't need any new exhibition companies and the managing director back then he really took that as sort of a strategy and went after small and tiny niches and then 
once he entered the niche in, in, in which he identified, uh, he, he started to grow that niche, niche very, very rapidly, um, work on the internationalization of the trade show. In the beginning, there were small shows, for example, for the sporting arms industry or the beer producing industry, a very Bavarian topic. Many of these shows started as small and regional conventions of associations and developed to some of the leading trade fairs in these fields. Back then, I guess, we, we were simply, you know, belittled by the competition. Uh, Nuremberg is a small and tiny town. There are half a million people living here. Uh, it's been known for various things, but not necessarily for exhibition business. Um, this, is, this has changed completely, I would say. Um, we are now recognized as one of the leading exhibition centers and exhibition organizers in Europe. We are among the top 15 in Europe. We are, uh, well, I think it's fair to say that we are among the top 20 exhibition companies in the world, which is a big thing for such a small start in such a small city. So what's the secret to its success? Well, if there were a secret, I wouldn't reveal it, especially <laughs> not on the radio. No, I guess, I guess, of course, there is some sort of a secret. Well, for one thing, um, the customer orientation is a different one if you are the latecomer. You know, you have to be better in those soft issues like service, like strategy, like concept. We are not more international uh, than Berlin. We cannot be, uh, you know, nicer or... or better than Munich. That's not impossible. We, we don't have an advantage uh, in, in the location we are. So we had to develop an advantage in terms of service, in terms of concept, uh, in terms of speed, for example, uh, when we develop things. So if you are the small one, if you are the latecomer, you can be faster. You ought to be faster, more flexible, more service-oriented. And this is something as simple as it sounds, which is really hard to copy by other companies. And this is how we developed, and this is uh, the basis on which we still work. Uh, of course, now, uh, given the size, uh, we really have to work hard to preserve that entrepreneurial spirit and the, the spirit of the pioneer uh, in, that, in that highly specialized trade show segment. Regarding traditional companies in the Nuremberg region, like IG or recently Quelle, which had to shut down, there comes the question why those companies didn't follow the seemingly simple rules. Managing Director Klaus Rettig of Nuremberg Messe has the answer. Well, because we are different. Um, well, first of all, we are in a service industry, so we, soft factors really count more. Secondly, I don't know where I would be in 50 years. I mean, you're talking about companies that have uh, a heritage of 50 to 100 to 150 years, and there is an, a normal business cycle. Some of these companies, you know, sustain growth and, and, and development over hundreds of years, but many companies in the world, they're finished after 25. So I don't think there is any sort of a recipe uh, which we'd have, maybe except for the point that, you know, always keep in mind who's your customer and where do you get your money from. And this is, of course, easier with a company with 100 people or 200 or 300 as opposed to a company with 10,000, 20,000 or 100,000 employees. But this is what we're always trying uh, to remind us of. 
you know, who's our customer? What does the customer want? Where do we get the money from, which we all want to have uh, in our paychecks? So the secret for success of Nuremberg Messe seems to be precise concepts and fair relationships with customers and among themselves. But Klaus Rettich doesn't want to generalize, especially because he comes from a larger company and has worked there. As I said, it's an approach which is really good for small and medium-sized companies. Um, I intentionally chose to work in a small and medium-sized company. I came from a large company. And uh, so, of course, product development and, and, and the marketing orientation, that is uh, the key to success in the business world. Um, but as I said, you know, it's, it's really difficult to generalize at this point. Companies are so diverse, companies are so different. And the economic environment differs so much from industry to industry. So I, I wouldn't want to be quoted uh, on simply saying it's all about good marketing. It's more the entire concept of working for customers, but also for customers who are visiting the Nuremberg Messe. The hard numbers prove it. During the first days, we had uh, around about 300,000 visitors a year here, which was mainly due to some, well, more end-user uh, geared events which always took place here in the exhibition halls. Um, right now we're at about 1.4 million, uh, but one has to look at the numbers a little more in detail. Uh, it's mostly business-to-business -business visitors right now. So the segment of business-to-consumer shows did not grow uh, as fast, but uh, the segment we concentrate on, which is business-to-business -business trade shows, um, that grew rapidly, especially in the last 10 years. Um, we have on average uh, in, in the international trade shows a scope of around about 100 countries. Of course, the neighboring countries uh, are the ones which lead in those rankings. So uh, most visitors come from Austria, Switzerland, the Czech Republic, uh, Netherlands. Very, very important for us is Italy, of course, as a you know, very export-oriented and very talkative uh, economy. Um, but then you know, within the top 10, you already have countries like Russia, China, uh, and the US. So we put a lot of emphasis in internationalization of our trade shows, that is. We run uh, representatives in almost 50 countries of the world. Uh, we have subsidiaries in the main uh, economic centers of the world, US, Latin America, uh, China. Um, so in, in general, international and B2B, that is the focus. To be more specific, uh, we have around about six to eight uh, what I would call world-leading trade fairs in fields as, as uh, you know, diverse as uh, organic food stuff. It's the world Biofach. It's the world's largest trade fair for organic food. Uh, but at the same time, you know, four weeks later, we run the world's largest fair for hunting and sporting arms and accessories. Uh, we have very large trade fairs in in topics like drinks production, it's a machinery trade show, uh, the European Coating Show, which is the world's largest trade show for the supplies for colors and coating production. So the, the, the paint companies of the world come as visitors to this trade show. Highly specialized, uh, nothing you win an award with uh, on TV. Um, but uh, extremely interesting in business terms. So, as I said, there, is a, there, there are a couple of trade shows. Intersu, for example, 
the world's largest show for pet supplies, a very strong growing market in the developing uh, economies. But at the same time, large construction shows like Chilventa, which is for uh, air conditioning and uh, uh, related equipment, which is a new development. But uh, no. So as I said, you know, we're clo close to 10 trade shows, which we market all over the world and where we attract uh, 100 and 100 to 20 uh, different nations as visitors. The mix sounds very diverse, but so is the world. The Nuremberg Messe doesn't concentrate on the topics that might be relevant for the region or the city, and the Nuremberg Messe is not really faced by the financial crisis. In the middle of the severest global recession for over 50 years, in July 2009, Nuremberg Messe has set the growth signal to green and doubled its foreign turnover to 10 to 15 million euros. That was made through the purchase of the Brazilian exhibition organizer Nielsen Business Media Brazil. Nuremberg Messe Brazil, as the youngest subsidiary will be called, will in future organize 10 events of its own in Sao Paulo in the sectors of pharmacy, cosmetics, analysis, glass technology, kitchen and bathroom, pet and veterinary supplies, food and beverage industry and sustainability. The magic word is diversity and internationalization. As we try to be international, it doesn't really matter where you have the show. Uh, it is not an industry-based uh, event. It's a, uh, it's a strategy and, and conceptually-based event. So yes, we have a large diversity, which is actually uh, desired by us because we're sort of risk-averse sometimes. And if you have such a diverse portfolio, you're protected against um, specific industry developments and being international also protects you from national uh, economic crisis situations which uh, well we had in the past right now we have a global crisis there is no portfolio in the world that protects you from that but uh, we're doing our best the first subsidiary Nuremberg Messe founded abroad was in Shanghai China it seemed like a very courageous step here, the company from the mid-sized city of Nuremberg with half a million citizens, and there, the megatropolis Shanghai with around 13 million citizens. Well, sometimes it, it is really strange. When I, I do remember a couple of years ago, I gave uh, my first presentation uh, in China, and I thought about it quite a lot, and then I started with a map of Europe to show them where I come from. And then I went over to the map of Germany, and then I went over to the map of Bavaria and everyone knew Oktoberfest in Munich and I said, but we're not Munich. Uh, we're that tiny little town 100 miles north of Munich. Um, yes, it is strange. And at the same time, size doesn't really count when it comes to service. Size doesn't really count when it comes to good uh, quality concepts. And that's exactly what we're talking about. So when we implement trade shows in Shanghai, or in the US like we did recently. Um, it's all about the customer contact. It's all about the trade relation we have. And then it really doesn't matter whether you are uh, you know, one of the largest or only uh, number 20 in the world. I think number 20 in the world is fairly big. When the Nuremberg Messe decided to branch out throughout the world, there was no fear of the competition in towns like Atlanta, Shanghai or Sao Paulo, managing director Klaus Rettich says. No, especially because we are considered as being small, um, there, there was no, no fear uh, or, or something of the like. 
um, we are well known in the German industry, exhibition industry, and we're not really uh, the one, everyone's darling, um, because we grew so fast in the last couple of years, because we, uh, we pushed very hard uh, for that. But outside of, of Europe, I might say, um, people don't know us very little, and that's okay. You know, we'll, uh, we'll build our business, and, and then we're going to be seen. Klaus Rettich sounds quite convinced when he describes these plans, but there is no space to be relaxed in a constantly changing business environment. No, we're not relaxed. Uh, I have to admit, 12 months ago I thought uh, this is not going to come the way we've seen it now. Um, I was sort of surprised. I was surprised by the magnitude of the development and by the speed of the development. Um, trade show business is clearly affected by these developments. Our advantage is that um, we tend to be affected later, uh, less intense, and we're coming sooner out of a recession than everybody else. That's to the specifics uh, of the exhibition industry. So, yes, we are concerned. We are especially concerned with regard to our international trade show because for uh, an export nation like Germany, uh, our export volume collapsed over the last six months. And of course, we feel that uh, we feel that pinch in our uh, in our portfolio. But on the other hand, um, the development in countries like Brazil or China is going upwards again, and uh, so we have that uh, the benefit of that portfolio of international events and activities in other countries that will help us out of the recession quite quickly. In these times, there is no time to look back and think about what could have happened. Uh, we don't like to spend a lot of uh, time on, on discussions, you know, how bad it is. Uh, we'd, we'd like to choose more the, what I would call the American way. You know, Germans tend to be, uh, they, they have a lot of angst sometimes uh, and they consider everything in a more pessimistic way. But we, we try to preserve a rather optimistic way. Yes, it's going to be a bad time for two years. Uh, but we're thinking a lot about you know, how we would like to be positioned, which products we would like to have as soon as we come out of the recession. And uh, first of all, that's a lot more fun to think about. Uh, and secondly, I think it's a wise, uh, wise decision uh, to prepare yourself for the next upward cycle. Move on, uh, save money, yes, but don't overemphasize uh, cost restructuring issues. We are fairly well financed, um, so we'll, we'll get through that. No fear, no German angst, subsidiaries around the world. Where are the limits for Nuremberg Messe? The sky is the limit. No, we won't have a trade show on the moon in the next 20 years. Uh, not unless uh, NASA builds up an exhibition center up there. Um, no, seriously. Uh, we're doing one step after the other. So uh, being, being a medium-sized company, we cannot afford uh, to make big mistakes. We cannot afford uh, to walk too fast. Otherwise, we'll, we'll stumble. So one country a year or one big uh, acquisition every one or two years, that's the pace we can go. That's the pace the company can go. The people within the company uh, are able to follow and are able really to be, to be with uh, that development not only from a rational point of view, but also from an emotional point of view. Um, Brazil is a rather 
new story in in uh, the the development because for the first time um, we bought a company with employees. So all of a sudden we had 25 new employees in Sao Paulo, uh, which is difficult to manage for a company which has never experienced something like that before. And uh, we're trying to learn from that because it might not be the last uh, time uh, when we buy a company with people, not only with products, but with people. Klaus Rettich has concrete ideas for the future. In the next 10 years, the Nuremberg Messe wants to double the revenues. Mainly through international business. But still, that would still mean that 80% of our business takes place in Nuremberg just because uh, you know, we have such a strong concentration of large trade fairs over here. Um, so the main driver of the development will be the internationalization. But the main product will still be international trade fairs in Nuremberg. So, um, yeah, we have, we have very ambitious growth uh, targets, but so far we have met them, we have met them in the past, and we will meet them in the future. That was today's Radio Goethe magazine. You can find us online at radiogoethe.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Arndt Peltner. Running up
This is Radio Goethe Magazine. Ever ask me what I 